I'm Tony Caputo, and we're the old coots. Never do yard work. That's good. Where did you come up with that? Tony, young people call it hooking up. That's enough, Tony. I've had enough of this question. What was the question? That's all you have to do is love your kids. It may be bad advice, but it's free. All right, get ready, folks. It's old coose, old coose, giving <laughs> advice. <laughs> Start again, please, Tony. Okay, everybody, here we are. It's the old coots giving advice. And it's probably bad advice, but it's free. My name's Tony Caputo, and I'm a deli guy. And with me today, we have... I'm Gus Wheeler, retired school teacher, 33 years, and a uh, veteran of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Rich Klein. I retired a few years ago. I had a small manufacturing business here in Salt Lake that was family-owned, and we survived for 54 years. I'm Carol Sisko. I'm a retired newspaper reporter. What's that? They're long gone lately. There's still a few of them around. Do any of them tell the truth anymore? Yes, some of them do. All right. More than you would think. We don't want to have that that argument. All right. Well, let's start out here. This is a question, this first one. It's short. We don't know who it's from, but I kind of like this just because this is kind of where we go at my place. What do you think about mixing chocolate and lemon. I would say yuck. I, I'm going to throw this to you. I mean, you know, your son's a famous chocolatier. Yeah, that's why I wish he were here and I could ask him. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you know what, what, what I've learned from my expert on chocolate son is that there are a whole lot of things that chocolate shouldn't be paired with. Number one, number one is wine. Chocolate guys hate that, and the wine guys hate that. The only ones, here, let me really piss somebody off. The only ones that really like that are the Junior League. And so, <laughs> um, but, you know, the, the, the chocolate is very nuanced in, in its flavor on flavor, on terroir, on blah, blah. Same with the wines. That's why that doesn't work. Chocolate and lemon would probably work, I think, because if you used a milk chocolate. A sweet chocolate to go with with the uh, the sour lemon. That might, but most right. people that really like chocolate don't eat milk chocolate. Well, that's, that's not true. I, I pretty much, if it's chocolate, <laughs> that's all it needs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, we we're in the chocolate selling business, and and dark chocolate is actually more popular right now. But they're good. the The reason they don't like milk chocolate is because they buy crummy milk chocolate and it melts in your hand <laughs> not in your mouth <laughs> um, and it's all sugar and vanilla rather than being cacao so yeah i think chocolate and lemon works good if it's a if it's a sweet chocolate and you know they do oranges and chocolate but mm-hmm. they use the oranges are sweet well, oranges and they mix sweet. it with a dark chocolate and raspberries and chocolate yeah, yeah. that works yeah. so so I think maybe I was wrong. I think, well, I don't know that you're, no, you don't have to eat it. That's the good thing about food. <laughs> you know, if you don't like it, you're not wrong. <laughs> and I just like my pure chocolate. Yeah. So. 
Well, see if it was lemon meringue and dark chocolate. Now, that would appeal to me. As it should. Yeah. <laughs> All you have to do in my camp is say lemon meringue. We have an anonymous one. What is the best way to get rid of a cold? We're not doctors. Yeah, where's Lou when you need him? Yeah. <laughs> I used to know guys that would swear that if you like eat a whole clover raw garlic, colds and sore throats were gone instantly. Never tried that. My mother always said lemon juice with honey in it. Chicken noodle soup. Can't go wrong with chicken noodle soup. I always got mentholatum on the chest. Oh, that was the worst. <laughs> oh, and your pajamas stuck to them. <laughs> <laughs> and then they stung. Yeah. So maybe what we could say is is a clove of garlic smashed up in some chicken soup with lemon and honey. <laughs> there you and go. And mentholatum. So that's the best we can do. <laughs> or a hot toddy. Or a couple of hot toddies. You don't even care if you've got a cold. <laughs> and stay home and don't spread it to everybody else. <sighs> Share the wealth. Now, from Richard in Salt Lake City, guys, I have an opportunity to get married for the second time. My first marriage was such a disaster, I'm apprehensive about doing it again. I love this woman. She's amazing and completely different than my ex-wife. How do I get over how crappy my first marriage was and just propose already? I think he answered his own question when he said, just propose already. Yeah, I mean... it. Obviously, it seems like all systems are go. It's completely different. Um, having been previously married, you learned some, uh, <clears throat> I don't know, mistakes or things. Did he that correct you, the mistakes? Right. Do, do's that, and that don'ts. You, you know, some, yeah. some things that hopefully make me a, a, a better marriage that's going on 30 years now. So, um, you know, I was and more mature. And uh, so... Yeah, it sounds like you've uh, checked all the boxes and just proposed already. I I am also on a second marriage that is so opposite from the first marriage that I just opened the door, walked through, and closed it. And the old is old, and the new is wonderful. So that's the way you have to look at it. Did you tell your wife to listen to this show today? Oh, God, I'm in trouble. <laughs> oh, you can't be, man. No, you're you just, not. You just said it was wonderful. Yeah. Well, for me, it was absolutely breathtaking. And she's such a good girl, too. Who? Your second wife. Oh, yes. I didn't know yes. the first one. <laughs> what do you think, Carol? I have nothing to add. All right. Wow, we nailed it. We <laughs> nailed the landing. All right, God. I, I looked ahead at this question just because it had my name on it, but it's not me because I'm not 44. So Tony from Salt Lake City says, I'm 44. I have a difficult time sleeping, acid reflux, and hip pain. Why? Once again, our doctor's not here today. Um, so go see your doctor yeah, and find yeah, out what's going doctor. on. Sounds like a, a doctor request. Yeah, we can, uh, time for an office. We visit. should take payola 
and I think maybe we could, you know, get a list of people that would pay us dearly. Not to mention their names. (laughs) Those too. (laughs) We'd probably have more of those. Um, Yeah, you need to go see a doctor. Don't ask schmoes like us. Whoa, I had to do that sound because I haven't done it for a while. That's enough, Tony. <laughs> okay. And Rich, this question's for you. Oh, this great. is for, Sorry, Tony, that's the best we can do is tell you to seek professional advice. Robert from Ogden says it's time for a new car. Would you recommend buying a new car, buying a used car, or a Lisa car? Well, years ago when I didn't have enough money to buy a new car, I'd look You stole for, them. Yeah. <laughs> A year old, year or two older car, low miles. It was like driving a brand new car to me. So it really depends on the finances, whether you can afford the brand new one and watch $10,000 go in the Right out the drain, tailpipe. Yeah, right the, out the, drive the tailpipe. Home. The drive home as soon yeah. as you one drive of it off the lot. So that's why I used to buy used cars. Yeah. Now, leasing, to me, the only reason you would lease is for the tax advantage, right? Uh, if you have I a business. I don't tax advantage. Well, I thought if you like a, were like a realtor or something that used your car for business, that that could be a write-off. But so can your personal, so, so can a, 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 a owned automobile. That's why I always thought uh, the people who leased, it was mainly a business tax relationship. Yeah. Well. And I think some of them just like to change cars all the time. Now, you know, see? the only reason you, I, well, I, no, 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 there are a lot of reasons why you'd buy a brand new car, I guess, but they have some really cool bells and whistles on them now. It's like sitting in a spaceship, and there's some really cool stuff. Not that I own any of it. I, I'm an old car kind of guy, too. You know, I, this sounds really, I think, incredibly strange but cars are really personal items you know they're you know there's there's we call them car freak guys and i'm really kind of a car guy i love automobiles and so it kind of depends on where you're going to fall whether in the in the new car camp or you can go out and buy a hundred and fifty thousand dollar used car that's you know five years old and get it for about forty thousand bucks uh, you know, there's there's a lot of options. When I go both ways, I fell in love with a used Audi TT coupe with red leather interior and a great big engine and a six-speed stick, and I bought it in a heartbeat. But then my last car was a Subaru because it got too hard to lift my mountain bike up on top of my TT coupe. <laughs> so I had to be more practical, but I still miss the Audi. Back in the day... They didn't, you wouldn't get 193000 if you didn't work on your own car. I mean, they weren't dependable. I think cars today, like you said earlier, 75000 That's like a brand new a car. Brand new car. Yeah. So, and the, things have the car that was 150 that you bought for 40 every time you take it into the dealership, it's 500 to to 1000 bucks every time you go in there. But so. you know, depending on the car, sometimes you smile when you pay that 500 bucks. <laughs> I don't know. I never smile. Oh yeah, I don't. I mean, you don't. Nobody wants to pay that, of course. No, but you deal with it because you love the car. That's exactly right. And it's fun to drive. 
So this is, you know, this, you got too, we've got too much ego wrapped up into this for you, Robert. <laughs> you, you might want to, uh, here's my advice. If, if you're going to buy a used car, let me pound the table a couple times here. Um, do some incredibly precise homework because you can find some, if you know what something is, is worth because you've, you've uh, looked into it over a, over a somewhat long period of time, you know what the car's worth and you can go up to a, a car lot because I've done this before and you can say, okay, I'll give you X amount of dollars for that car. I'm going home now. We're not going to dicker. You call me if you want it. And, and you can do that if you're comfortable with the price you're offering because you know what you're buying. So, you know, do your homework and, and you can find even a great used car and probably a better deal on a new one too. Okay, let's move on. It was so life-changing for me, Tony. The, hearing all yeah, that? Yeah. <laughs> it was. That's good. I, I meant it to be. Nick from Salt Lake. I've been casually dating two girls. They are both great in different ways. Things are getting a little more serious, and it's time to choose one. And I don't even know where to start. Boy, one of these girls is going to choose for you. (laughs) (laughs) If if you're lucky, it'll only be one. Well, And if you don't have a clue which one to choose, maybe neither of them are right for you. Ooh. Man. Well, third, I huh? think he put himself in a stupid position <laughs> well, to start. Well, no, why with. would that be a stupid position? First off, I mean, I when need you st- a girl. Why would I look at another person if I already have a girlfriend here, and you're trying to pursue that? Why break didn't you it go to another movie? Look, look you just saw a great one. movie. Why go to a different oh. one? Or you know, the, you're seeing someone sort of casually, more of a friend, and then. Uh, you start seeing someone else, and then all of a sudden you realize that maybe you're past the friend point, and now you're stuck in the mud, now which it cooked. sounds like where you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I so, uh, yeah, I think uh, just uh, sit down with them and share this podcast, and, and if they say, <laughs> Nick, is that and you? Some, yeah. And they'll both jump here, you won't have to worry about <laughs> That's it. That's right. <laughs> It sounds like you've got a pretty good dilemma, though. I mean, two people that you actually like. Okay, let's move on. We've done all the harm to that relationship. <laughs> this is another anonymous, and why is it that the older you get, the earlier you wake up? Ooh. Well, A, you know, they, they say 70 is the new 50. Well, 10 o'clock's the new midnight. Part of the reason <laughs> is we go to bed. <laughs> oh, yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> Except for those of us that stay At up nine, reading half nine the night sometimes. And uh, I, don't, I don't find that to be true in my case. I even have a sleep mask, though, if it gets too bright, that I'll put on so I can sleep longer. Till what? Six? Seven? No, no. I, oh. uh, today I got up at 8.30. Oh, of course, it was, it's dark. You know, we haven't had the... Um, well, I have a room darkening shade in my room. Hmm. I have a puppy that gets up to go to the bathroom about 3 a.m. You're stuck. Yes, I am. Yeah, so I I don't know. I mean, sometimes I do find myself getting up early, and uh, I just get up. It's not uh, daily. I like I get my eight hours. I've always been an early get an early getting up guy. Well, that's when I was working. I had to get up. I don't 
do that anymore. Yeah, if I, I can do. stay in bed until seven or eight o'clock, I'm really happy. See, the, and this, I think this that that's a little bit definitive of what we're talking here. When we talk about sleeping in till seven, eight o'clock, you know, you look at a thirty-year-old guy, and he's going to go, "God, that's when I'm going to bed for Christ." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we. That's um, true. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of neat stuff in the morning. Just keep getting up early. Why? Because there's a lot of neat stuff. You haven't convinced me yet. You know what I do when it's that early and there's nothing else to do? Pee-wee's Playhouse on on demand. God. (laughs) You call that neat stuff? (laughs) I'd go out and watch the sunrise. Okay. (laughs) Well, we, we don't know why. No. That's why we have dinner at Denny's at 4 o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> yeah. for never, the early bird. <laughs> never. <laughs> the early bird special. I may not go to Denny's, but... Denny who? No, no Denny's, mm. you said. <laughs> uh, it's 6 o'clock. I have to eat by 6 yeah. anymore so I can be in bed by 10, 10.30. And you don't have to wait in line for a table. That's true, too. Well, with me, it depends on when I start cooking and what I'm making. So some nights I eat later, but... All right, here we have another anonymous. What is a good excuse to get out of an event you don't want to attend? Do we all find this happens the older we get? (laughs) Yes. I just say, sorry, I can't make it, and I don't give any excuses. Yes, see, now that's one thing that, that... God bless my wife, and that woman is so sweet, but she thinks she needs to give people an excuse for whatever her answer is, and I keep telling Mary. And now this is why she has friends and I don't. But I say, Mary, you don't have to tell those people why you're not coming. You just have to say yes or no. You know. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, yeah. I can't come. I don't want to come. No, well, you don't go don't, that far, I but want, don't I can't. Want to come. See, that's why I ha- don't have <laughs> friends, and she does. Well, in certain cases, you might say, "I don't want to come" if it's someone well, you can't stand. Maybe well, they won't ever ask that. you I again. I think that you, you know, as you, anyone that is close enough in your that you really care about, they understand that. No, I don't want to go. Oh, sure. Should sure. we go bowling tonight? No, nah, I don't want to. If you're desperate, I'll go, but I don't want to. Yeah, but I won't go. <laughs> I, won't, I don't care how desperate you are. No, I don't know. I don't think that. I think as you age, you get the right to say. Up well, yours. not even age. I mean, if you don't want to do something, you know, you don't. Don't. But I, yeah, I think if you really feel the need for an excuse, there's always a. The headache, uh, the, the cold. The, I already have plans. Yeah, I've got other plans. And but I'm just honest. Yeah. They're usually happier when I don't come, so. <laughs> I don't know. Yay, Tony's not know. coming. Yeah, God, we can have a real party now. No, no Tony. Okay, Ryan from Salt Lake City. Do we have any advice for an 18-year-old who's moving out of state for college and living away from home for the first time. Oh, my God. <laughs> Take it slow. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't think that's going to be a problem, uh, Ryan. I think you're going to just remember that your dorm, I'm assuming, where you're staying is going to be filled with uh, a lot of people sharing the same thing, and it's a, it was a wonderful time for me going away from home. 
I still have friends today that I met my freshman year in college, and uh, it was not a problem. It, uh, it was pretty easy. I think your parents may have a harder time with it than you do. No, I don't know about that. Depending on the parents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I can attest to that. Uh-huh. Yep. My wife and I were hoping that our children, when they got married and had children, would still be living in our basement. And Well, they didn't go too far away. No, they didn't go too far away, but they've crushed our spirits by moving out of the house. I never had the opportunity to go away from home when I went to higher learning because, damn, that family business. Well, you went away in the military, though. Oh, that's because Uncle Sam well, I know, but said I, I mean, had to. Well, that's, he doesn't have to, but it's, well, you had the same experience. All of a sudden, you're leaving home and it wasn't a bunch of people fun. You, <laughs> no, Gus, that's it true. Wasn't you can't fun. go out for beers after class. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying that would have been a joy for me because I think I would have experienced a lot more than I did. Yeah, I, I think it's you learn mm. so much more. You do. You have the opportunity yeah, to learn. Oh, now, do oh, we ever really that's learn true. anything? That's no, true. I, that's one of the things of having children in, in Utah is I grew up in Pennsylvania where there's hundreds of choices of schools. And and people don't like their kids as much. Though. and yeah, They well, want them to be gone. And, so, <laughs> and here you've only, you know, if you're in state, uh, you don't have that many choices. So both of our kids went to the U, but we said the one thing we want you to do is to experience it and not live at home, but go live in a, a dorm for the first year to get that experience of being thrown in with different new kids and from different backgrounds and different, and to me that's part of the education. Uh, I mean, I, I realize not everybody can do that or afford that, and uh, you know, living at home and going to school is important for going to school but yeah there's a lot of the social life that i think uh can be missed that if you can do it to to do it and i think going away from home i would have done it if i could well and some of us do it a little differently first i lived in a little town in northern california that didn't have a college so i had to leave town and i was working my way through school so, you know, working full-time, going to school part-time, and then eventually going to school full-time, working part-time. And it was great because I met all kinds of people. And, and I think it, makes, it you quickly makes you more independent. And just remember, you're going to school, not winter camp, as uh, my dad <laughs> I, accused me of going. Winter camp. And did yeah. you figure it out, Gus? <laughs> he did. Look at, how, look at this man, how he turned out. He's a he's a shining beacon, <laughs> but still a bit devilish. I say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I did enjoy winter camp. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell your dad. <laughs> well, that's all for this week, you guys. Thank you, Gus, Rich, Carol, for being here, right here at this table. I did that on purpose. Clunk clunk. If you need some bad advice or have any questions, please email them to us at oldcootsgivingbadadvice at gmail.com. Or you can send them to us on Facebook, or we are at Old Coots Podcast on Twitter. 
Old Coots Giving Bad Advice is a pod space production. Please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. It also helps if you write a review and please share this podcast with your friends. And remember, it may be bad advice, but it's free. This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get hefty, ultra-strong with new Fabuloso lemon scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.